Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Eon, Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr, and tonight I'm joined with Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. Kama. Hi, I'm Kama, Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. We got two returning guests, and we have Ellie. Hi, I'm Ellie, and you can find me at Attention Deficit Dash Aptitude on Tumblr. And Dramas. Hi, I'm Dramas, and you can find me at iHeartDramas, all in one word, on Tumblr. <laughs> awesome. Tonight we're covering Catelyn 3 of A Storm of Swords. I'd like to throw a trigger, a trigger warning for possible talk of rape and violence, because it's the world of ice and fire. So we've <laughs> got to throw those trigger warnings out there. All right, y'all ready to begin? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we're in River Run now with Catelyn, Rob, Edmere, all the Bannermen, even Rob's in-laws, Sir Reynold and Sir Rolf, minus, minus the Queen. The bodies of Tion Frey, son of Jenna, and Willem Lannister, son of Kevin, are brought in. Rob orders the small John to have his father, Great John, bring in the prisoners. He leads in five men. Two more died in, t- in the taking, and an eighth is mortally wounded. The prisoners killed two of Edmure's men, poor Delp and Elwood. Their leader is Lord Rickard. Rob confronts him angrily, and Lord Rickard mocks his king. Rickard is pissed that Rob did nothing to Catelyn for freeing Jamie. And we have Sir Brendan make an entrance. Then Rob tells Great John to hang the, the other seven, even the dead ones, and keep Lord Rickard until he is done conferring privately with Brendan. That's our first scene, guys. It's a good one. (laughs) Yep. I have forgotten that they were... It sounds like a silly thing, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but so they were naked? Why were they naked? Like, were they just didn't give them clothes, or were they just, like, it just seemed a little odd that that seemed kind of cruel. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't clear on that either if they were actually naked or if Catelyn was just sort of like they were in night attire and stuff I don't know I, and she was just being like hyperbolic <laughs> well they could be yeah they mentioned it several, they mentioned it at the end too. like it's sort of like that they were in the in the cell but I don't know maybe yeah or they well, I've their- got the impression throughout this whole series that most people sleep naked just kind of as a rule like I don't think right. that night shirts exist <laughs> so. well, they're prisoners so i mean they're not going to have very many clothes anyway and right uh, yeah i mean it, it gets kind of drafty in those prison cells so i mean I they were yeah, sleeping. But it's, it's 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 guys and usually they're very you know paranoid about all that stuff i don't it just know. felt a little mean if they were naked they made them be naked i don't know maybe they were or if be. they if their clothes were removed you know i don't yeah. know after they were dead or yeah, whatever like maybe um to see their wounds well, injuries yeah or maybe they were like they're dead now so they have to like bury them and stuff right mm-hmm. so they they prepare the body or maybe it just made or it maybe extra there was disturbing. just some yeah. hmm? 
it made it extra disturbing because even Kat sort of seems to think it's extra disturbing that you can see all the cuts against their pale skin and yeah you know. yeah well maybe there was just some other awfulness going on in the dungeon that, oh, uh, oh, geez. Yeah. I really hope not. I'm, I'm just going no, with everyone's No, I mean, they're not it. being kept by, like, Ramsey or anything. I mean, I... Yeah, I guess that was part of my point, was that if it would be Ramsey or someone, I'd be like, yeah, he'd be, he'd put him in the dungeon. But it sounded like they were actually, a, you know, in a room in the castle. It didn't sound like they were in some kind of, like, I don't know, if they were... Well, because Remember, just Jamie are, got thrown below, these right? These aren't, like, random spear, you know, holder number two. I mean, they are the yeah. sons of... Of fairly prominent people, I'm assuming they'd be kept son, like yeah. hostages, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, two of the guards, Edmure's men, were killed. I mean, they were that's, guarding them. Yeah, that's really serious. Yeah. You know. I choose to believe that they were just very comfortable with each other and didn't <laughs> mind. You know? Well, they're cousins. Family. <laughs> they're yeah. cousins. <laughs> Tion Frey and Willem Lannister. They were first cousins. Mm. So I'm assuming All right. the fray was five, the dark. No, over five minutes on whether or not they were answered. <laughs> <laughs> the important questions must be answered. <laughs> All right. Um, so Rob adjourns with Brendan, Edmure, and Catelyn. Brendan tells him that the Karstark men, 300 horse, all are gone. They snuck away in twos and threes during the night. Lord Rickard has often offered his daughter's hand in marriage to any man who brings him Jamie's head. And Edmure says they must keep the murders a secret, but it is too late for that. Rob says he must es- execute Lord Rickard as a traitor. So I had totally forgotten that the Karstark men were already gone at this point. Like, because yeah. I think that the way that it went in the show They only left after Rickard Karstark was executed. Uh, But here, they're already gone, (laughs) which I had completely forgotten that that was different. So it does make it seem like it kind of doesn't matter what Rob does at this point. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to figure out if there was another solution. And I don't know that there is. I, yeah, I mean, it really is just like between a rock and a hard place here. Yeah, yeah, and it makes you wonder if a lot of his men, some of them, are out looking for Jamie right now. Oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they want that that daughter's hand in marriage. Oh, yeah. and that's Alice Carstark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Alice. <laughs> Poor, yeah, I don't know. Poor I don't think Alice. Alice needs anybody's pity. I mean, she's you know. Well, she's I mean, a pretty she's awesome just, character. <laughs> she is, but she's just constantly in jeopardy of being married off to whoever. <laughs> Gosh, she's been through some stuff, hasn't she? <laughs> <sighs> uh, <sighs> all right, yeah, so... I mean, oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, when I was rereading this chapter and I was like, oh, they were already gone. I was kind of like, I, I think Rob is right, that he kind of just has to do it and get it over with. And I think... Edmure, for once, is totally wrong about trying to keep it a secret. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah probably, you know, shortly after they took off into the woods, it probably <laughs> spread like Yeah, wildfire. everyone knows at this point. Like. Yeah. And I mean, especially, you know, the only solution would have been this if you're of that honorable person. Like, if you're going by Ned, you know, who's raised by Ned Stark, if you're going by those standards, that's your option. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to think about like what he could have done. They can't keep it a secret because half of the men have gone, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. they, people know what went down. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like this happened, you know, when no one was around to see. So that's out. Yeah. I mean, what are their other options? I mean, he can't let it stand because um, Karstark defied him and he keeps dragging Catelyn into the mix. I don't even think it's a matter of honor. I think it's a matter of there's really no other choice. I mean, Tywin, you know, they are right to be concerned about Tywin Lannister and the Lannisters in general and the phrase. But I mean, I I guess I I guess I mean honor in a sense that if it was Tywin, I don't think he would have done that. I think he would have done something different. So this isn't Joe, the sheep herder's sons that died. This is this is Kevin Lannister's uh, one of yeah. his sons, and this is Jenna Lannister's kid. Yeah, I mean these yeah. aren't. I, I'm pretty sure Tywin would not be. Um, but would he? Uh, okay, letting you, these guys go out. You know, no, there'd be an still would have, we'll, there'd be yeah. a death, and it would probably be pretty damn violent. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I mean there is the possibility, and I think Edmure is the one who floats this of like killing the rest of them and then keeping Rickard as a hostage, but. Even that is so like not a great option because because Tywin's gonna be like, why are you sparing this guy? You know, like that that just opens up the opportunity for people to be like, oh, you're pardoning people for killing highborn kids, are you? Well, and mm. I mean, you'll note, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead, so maybe I should wait. Ah, well, I can go to the next section if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then if you want to go go into like, well, well, Tywin shouldn't have, the whole Red Wedding shouldn't have happened if Tywin was above doing things like that, so. Well, no, but I mean, like, (laughs) I don't remember at what point, but Catelyn actually, one of her thoughts is, like, you know, what are they going to do with Sansa? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's their hostage, and she's, you know, she's a child pretty much, and, you know, They've got Lannister children who, you know, have they've allowed to be murdered. I mean, you know, she's got to be thinking her daughter is going to be, you know. The easiest target for retribution. Right. And I mean, quite, I mean, if it's not for the fact of what Sansa represents, I mean, could be toast. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't even think it's, I mean, there is the matter of you you should not kill small children or little boys, you know. even... Well, Caitlin's looking at the boys, and he, she's thinking of her own sons. Mm-hmm. She's thinking of Bran and uh, Rickon, and um, and then they describe the boys. I and I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, I think the blonde one is probably the Lannister, and like the one that fought for his life and had the brown hair was probably the Frey. Right. Mm-hmm. But who knows. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty safe bet since uh, Cleo's Frey is Jenna Lannister's other kid, and he also looks very Frey and not very Lannister. So, sounds about right. That's so awful, you know, because so that's Tion Frey and Cleo's Frey. She loses both of her kids. Yeah, does she have any more? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Pretty easily, but. Yeah, Kevin. I mean, by the time Kevin dies, he's just got Lancel, such as he yeah. is, and um, the older wasn't there another son too? The one son, Mar. Oh no, he's got his uh, Willem's twin, Martin, who I think okay. might be a prisoner of war. I'm not sure. 
and his two-year-old daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. Jenna has three. It looks like Cleo's okay, dead, right? But Cleo's son's presumably someone named Lionel. Oh, okay. And okay. someone okay. named Ed Walder. Now I don't know <laughs> if they're alive, but oh, she's thirty-four. <laughs> Leave it to George to create these characters that I'm like, who? I've literally never even heard of Redwalder, but he exists apparently. Right? Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> like she, so she loses two kids. Yeah. But, <sighs> I mean, not that you know any number is a good number. I mean, you know, it's like, that sounds yeah. horrible. Well, and I sort of think the logic here. I think Rob is also right with the logic in the sense that he said, "Well, when he tells him your sons died in battle, I mean, it sucks." But I sort of feel like that's kind of a no-brainer right there. You don't, you know, it was wrong. You know, just from that standpoint, to say that it was revenge for his sons who died in battle, you can't equate the two. Oh, it's such nonsense. Like, what a bullshit excuse. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I can see the emotional side behind it, but I totally don't get, yeah, I totally don't get the, there's no logic behind, you know. And it's all, it's all, like, he keeps bringing up Catelyn. And it's like, so, basically, he killed these two kids... Which is put, so not the same thing. <laughs> to put yeah. Bob in a really difficult and shitty position. I mean, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. <sighs> well, and it's like, he's comparing his crime with Catelyn's. Catelyn, yes, committed treason. She freed a prisoner. He murdered children in their bed. Right? So different. And on top of that, he's like, oh, will you pardon Catelyn? And it's like, dude, did you really expect him to kill his own mother? Like, for real? Even if he wasn't 15, you think he's going to execute his mother? Yeah, you know? Right. <sighs> you didn't give birth to him, man. Like, you don't get these same special treatments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next morning, Lord Rickard is brought to the Godswood. Rob takes the axe from Long Lou and does the deed himself. Before he dies, Lord Rickard says Rob will be accursed as a kinslayer, as House Karstark was founded a thousand years ago by Carlin Stark, who was granted lands after helping put down a rebel lord and built Carl's Hold, now known as Carl Hold. So he did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And they sort of specify that it was like one chop to kill him and two more chops to get it off. Right, <laughs> and it, it was, was raining. A, an axe. <laughs> he used he used an axe, not like his his sword in the show. Yeah, well, didn't he just, was it one chop in the show? I think it was one chop in the show, right? One I'm chop. I'm pretty sure it yeah. was a sword. Yeah. I think they probably yeah. would have wanted to, to differentiate from the scene with Theon where he can't get the head off. You know, yeah. Right. Even if you know happens later, but you know. Oh, I yeah, I. And I, I've been kind of, Guile and a few other people have converted me to being like an Edmure apologist, but I think he's wrong here. Yeah. And I, I love Edmure so much, but yes, he's wrong. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't see what else, like, I just kept reading it going, okay, was there another option? You know, could they have done something else? But the problem is, is like, not only... Do you have what do you do with Karstark? It's you've lost all those men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't give. There's Car- no way to get them back. <laughs> yeah. Like right. you can't say, oh, Karstark yeah. goes to, to the Lannisters and they'd kill him. It's the same end result. So. Because like, um, you know, it's very much Rob has to choose between like 
the northern way and then the southern way. Mm-hmm. But even uh, and Edmir's definitely on the obviously on the southern side, but if he he would have gone for what Edmir was saying, then in a way wouldn't he have also lost face with the remaining Northmen that he had with him? Yeah, absolutely. Like, he was bleeding out supporters at this yeah. point. So I mean, in order to at least keep what he has for the moment, then yes, beheading Karstark was the only option, really. No. Well, I mean, again, he's lost Karstark's men. So no matter what he does with Karstark, keeps him as a hostage, gives him to Tywin Lannister, kills him, tries to keep it quiet. I mean, you can't keep that quiet. That's mm. just, that I think is an option is just like a non-starter. Um, but no matter what he does, he's not getting those men back. No. No. And they, I mean, the idea that he keeps him as a hostage to try to leverage uh, Rickard Karstark's son to lead the men back is, like, iffy at best. I mean, there's no guarantee that these men are going to follow Rickard Karstark's son because he has, you know, a brother who is his castellan. And it's just... It's such a, like, that would have been a risky move at best, and it more than likely would not have panned out. Like, it once these men had already gone, like, I don't think that there was any chance of getting them back. Well, and the other thing is, is it's not just Tywin here. I mean, that's um, Walder Frey's grandson who got killed. Now, granted, Walder yeah. Frey has a shit ton of grandsons, oh, but I mean... Now it's two strikes with, you it's know... It's the principle uh, of the thing. Yeah, right, and I mean, at this already... point, they're, he, he knows they've already done a wrong to, to Walder yeah. Frey, so they're going to try to, like, you know, what is... What does Edmure say? Something like, I could marry all of his daughters and it would still not work. You know, like, there's yeah. no... You gotta try to keep... And carry his litter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, exactly. He's gotta try to keep him, um, you know, on board. So I think it's really... I mean, aside from the moral question of you should not go in and kill kids in their bed, you know, that that's just that's just wrong, which I think is, is part of it. And there are probably people who would, you know, in fact, several of the men are saying that, like, you, you know, you weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think even without that, there's no other option. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's so awful to watch, especially from Kat's perspective, because she's already in mourning and she, she can see almost more clearly than Rob and Edmure can at this point that it's like so hopeless. And she's like, I would love to comfort my son, but I can't because this is a shit situation. And then, you know, they're talking about Lysa and how there's no help there. And it's just so depressing. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Team Stark is doesn't look good for Team Stark. No, it doesn't. <sighs> well, Catelyn goes back to Lord Hoster's solar afterwards to be with her father. Meister Vyman tells her it will not be long now. Jane, Rob's wife, comes in later. She does not know how to comfort Rob. <laughs> Rob is not eating. Sorry. And spent and spin all morning <laughs> writing a letter 
which he then burned. So what do you think he wrote about? Was Rob trying his hand at writing poetry, fan fiction, <laughs> or was he writing a letter to lit- legitimize Jon Snow? I've heard that that theory before. Oh, that's an interesting theory. I thought he was trying to write another letter to Lysa and then just gave up. Like, yeah, like because, I mean, if they could get her knights, then they'd have the men. Yeah. Yeah, I assumed and, and, it was something like that, or it was, I don't know, I don't know, you probably wouldn't communicate this knowledge. I, I can't imagine you'd be writing to, you know, Tywin with, oops, yeah. hey, yeah. nephews are dead. <laughs> oh, don't sorry. worry, I killed the dude. Yeah. Sorry. It's all fine now. <laughs> I took care of it. <laughs> I'm cursed now, I'm a kinslayer. You're <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Love, Rob. King of the North. Rob. Oh. Catelyn tells her to wait patiently and be there when Rob needs her, which he always will eventually. Catelyn, Catelyn tells her she must make an heir soon, and Jane agrees and says that Lady Sybil gives her a concoction of herbs, milk, and ale every morning to make her fertile. She thinks she will be with child soon. Lady Sybil was is like um <laughs> is she related to the Maggie, Maggie the Frog? Yeah, yes. she's her daughter, granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. I know I gotta look that up. But yeah, she's yeah. closely related. Do you yes. wonder if maybe she was just secretly given her moon tea just to keep her from having an yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Yes, I believe it she is. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. But even aside from that, can I just say that this whole awkward ass conversation makes my skin crawl every time? <laughs> it's so gross. Yes. Yeah. So awkward. It makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> they try it two, three times a day. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I would not talk to my mother in law about this. I, can't I just like imagine. Yes, she like, is, um, Sybil is um, Maggie's daughter. Yeah. Oh, really? Her daughter? She is Whoa. well, according to the wiki, Maggie, blah blah blah. Uh, she is the grandmother of Samuel Spicer, Sybil Westerling, and Rolf Spicer. Isn't Rolf? So, yeah, Rolf is Sybil's brother. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's her. That's her daughter. So yeah, she's definitely dosing her with moon tea. <laughs> but she has has the big hips, though. Yeah, she, that was Catelyn's <laughs> last thought. At that chapter. Yeah. It's just such a weird conversation. Like, yeah. first of all, I mean, can it be any clearer that these, that Rob and Jane are like way too young to be doing this? Because it's like, yeah, I don't know what to do, you know? And then the whole, oh God, it's just squicky. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I think, I mean, I have to credit George with writing this whole scene very well because it's so clear how young Jane is. She really sounds like a, teenage girl <laughs> and it's just so uncomfortable for her to be like I'll, I'll be pregnant soon don't you worry we try many times a day <laughs> like oh god please stop talking <laughs> well I mean she's so young you get the sense like if it were modern times, she would have just stopped subscribing to Tiger Beat or something you know it's, yeah, it's seriously just, ugh, just, yeah <sighs> And the dinner she made him, and I, which again, there's way too much detail about what the hell she made him for dinner. Or got well, we didn't make for dinner, but I was surprised that food description was only like one sentence long, though. <laughs> you know, 
slacking it on this food like I got him some, you know, elk that was, you know, braised in a long time. <laughs> Glazed in honey and studded with cloves. It just did seem really weird that she was so at ease talking to Kat. Like, I would be a little nervous or, I don't know, it seemed weird. It seemed really weird. I don't know. I you mean, know, can you even imagine that? talking to your own mother-in-law about like, <sighs> yes, we're having sex many times a day. I oh can't wait God, to get no. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty much just met cat oh, i mean yeah. I know. not under the best circumstances either yeah. <laughs> right it's a little not bit like, timid yeah <laughs> and they didn't they mentioned the hips at the end and then doesn't that get that get a lot of like sort of questions because jamie mentions that she something about there's a difference between because she they make sure she mentions oh she has good birth like the last thing she sees her good birthing hips <laughs> yeah if i remember right it was cat said that she has wide birthing hips and, and when then, jamie sees her he's like she's skinny she's got really narrow hips yeah yeah and then i think so. there might be a this big martin on this that it was just a mistake, a mistake or something. which is which but, is i mean there's you like a, understand that yeah there's a yeah. ton of tinfoil yeah because he's made mistake what about horse genders and eye color all kinds of stuff right so there's things you just yeah i chalk it up to jamie having a taste for more voluptuous women than uh, (laughs) skinny jane (laughs) muscular jamie likes his women thick Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so that i guess concludes the the chapter any other thoughts opinions there's a it lot is... oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's so frustrating to like to see this from their perspective just everything that's happening it, it makes me feel like so much anxiety and so much like why can't everything just go right why can't lisa answer a goddamn letter why what? can't you not murder children this isn't that hard <laughs> Yeah, this shouldn't be. Well, I mean, I and I also love, I mean, Catelyn is more like, you know, immediately goes to the the memories of how Lysa would run away when she got in trouble. And it's like, you know, Lysa has pretty valid reasons for wanting to stay out of it. I mean, I don't agree with them, but I can understand why she doesn't want to be, you know, mixed up in this mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it too. to do yeah. with what she did when she was seven, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she does have, I think that's the key there, too, because I think that plays all of our other psychological issues. If you know you're in some place that's pretty damn near impenetrable, you're not going to have the sort of worry that, well, if I don't act now, then they might come and get me anyway. So she, she's just holding out so she can do that. So, you know. Well, I mean, she doesn't have a husband. And if she's with, let's say, let's say she accepts Rob as her king or whatever. All of a sudden, she's probably subject to, you know, being married off to somebody else, which she certainly doesn't want. She's got a sickly kid. I mean, she's got Peter whispering in her ear. I mean, and and God knows right now the um, Rob, Rob and his band don't really seem like a good bet. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But it's just... And Catelyn's just breaks my heart in there. There's all those little quotes about vengeance. And, you know, like I said, there's that bit where she sees their bodies and immediately thinks of her own daughter. Yeah. You know, and it's like, 
and and it kills me that she never knows that her kids are you know that she hasn't lost as many of them as she thinks she has but but i mean it doesn't even matter because she's never going to see them again anyway but that's that's spoiler (laughs) yeah we're not supposed to know that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know and i just i don't get car stark is he just a just a total jackass? Is, is just that seems like a hothead or jackass, like going yeah. on emotion? Oh, but like what an idiot too! Like, it. There were so many times reading this that I was like, did he honestly think that he was going to get pardoned for this? Like, yeah. it seems like he did. It does. Yeah, when he says that he's so weak, and it really does seem like I don't know. You know, it, it seems like it could be part egging him on, but it does seem like he did. You know, think you know, or even. Just that little remark he made there when he said, you know, you're, you know, you're weak, you'll, you know, I'm sure you won't kind of thing. Yeah. And like, what a double idiot. Like, if you think you actually have a chance of getting pardoned, then shut your trap, man. Stop antagonizing him. (laughs) Well, it sounds like he, I mean, Catelyn even comments that he dressed for death. So he must have have known that this was what was going to happen. But it's just such a, I don't know. I don't know. But then, I mean, like, it seems so... Why do it? Like, why right. do this? It's such a stupid... Like, it seems... Like, I guess it was motivated by grief, but, well, like... Well, it's a parallel to Cat, you know, letting Jamie go. I mean, he doesn't see it that way, but it's a... You know, or well, he made the comment about that. But, yeah, I mean, if she's willing to let her girls go and ruin things for them, then I guess he's willing to ruin everything just to get revenge for his sons. I, I guess, but... He just, it, it's, it seems like such a boneheaded, ill-thought-out plan of revenge. <laughs> like, okay, you killed these two kids that literally had nothing to do with anything, honestly. They were just squires, like... In the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, so, uh, like, maybe, and maybe part of it was getting revenge on... Rob and Cat too, because once once Jamie was let go, you know that could have served as a big thing, not just for his sons, with the idea, oh, you're going to do that. Well, I'm going to stick it to you, you know, put yeah, you in a I bad position. So. Well, I think it must have been. I mean, and he is, he does make a point of yeah. of bringing Cat into this mess and blaming her for it. I, I don't know. I just, it's so many of. I mean, a lot of the chapters you can like speculate, like okay, they could have done this, they could have done that. You know, Rob could have, I don't know, the great John could have sat down with him and said, like we've talked about in other chapters, with you don't, you can sleep with her, but you don't marry her. You know, there mm-hmm. there were options, but this yeah. really feels like there are no options. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> stupid yeah. car stark. Yeah. <laughs> so well, com- stupid Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Big <Okay>. Stupid everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, do we have any mail, comma? We do not. <laughs> well, so that we can request mail that we can fill the time. Send us mail. Yeah. Send us Send recipes. Us mail. <laughs> we want some mail. We want some recipes. Um, where would we like? What type of recipe would we like? Oh, wasn't that we already put out a call? Was that um from Poland? Did we do? Do we, I thought we because we, we saw some hits from there. <laughs> yeah, we we got like a ton of downloads from Poland, and uh, I'm still holding out for pierogi recipes, but I'm sure we have other countries. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that could We're send us their new dishes. 
borscht? Does Poland do borscht? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't eat beets like that. <laughs> well, I'll eat beets anyway. I love beets. Oh. All right, guys. I just wanted to say thank you for participating in this chapter, Catlin Chapter 3 podcast panel. Y'all were awesome. Know. Thank you for Maddie. You're good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that concludes our podcast for the night. If you have any questions or comments, you can visit us on Tumblr and Facebook or shoot us an email at and at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the places. We love seeing reviews anywhere and everywhere. Oh, and check us out on Patreon. Becoming one of our Patreons has its perks, like early access to our latest episodes. So that concludes our podcast for tonight. I'm closing the door. Get out.